Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Sophie Ellis-Bexter and welcome to Spinning Plates, the podcast where I speak to busy working women who also happen to be mothers about how they make it work. I'm a singer and I've released seven albums in between having my five sons aged 16 months to 16 years, so I spin a few plates myself. Being a mother can be the most amazing thing, but it can also be hard to find time for yourself and your own ambitions. I want to be a bit nosy and see how other people balance everything. Welcome to Spinning Plates. Hey there, how's you? How have you been? How's this week been for you? Uh, I hope it's been all alright. What's been going on around here? Um, not too much really. Uh, we're just um, now on half term. But last week, uh, the kids were still at school except for uh, Kit, who was at home because uh, his school broke up a bit earlier than the others. So he was kind of living the uh, charmed life because I was still trying to work. So he was basically sort of dividing his time between the internet and meal times, which is pretty perfect. Uh, <laughs> I think he seemed really happy with that. Um, I've been doing little bits and bobs of work because I've got an album coming out soon. So that's been quite nice. Although I think whenever I've had a promotional opportunity, I've been dressing up that little bit too much just because I'm so overexcited to actually put on something um, sparkly and put some makeup on and some heels and head out of the house. In fact, the other day I did a gig. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? Um, and I really loved it. I sang to actual people with actual faces. <laughs> it was great. Uh, that was at GAY. Anyway, enough about me. You don't want to hear about me. Uh, thank you so much for the response for my podcast guest last week, Nadia Hussain. I'm so glad you liked her um, and our chat. And I thought, well, I've, I've set the bar very high. I must continue to this level. So this week I am talking to Louise Redknapp, who is somebody I've met a few times over the years. We sort of used to run into each other at various bits and bobs. Um, and I always found her really lovely to talk to and really warm and smiley and friendly. Um, but then when I started doing this podcast, I thought, oh, it would be really interesting to speak to her because she effectively put a pause on her work life for the time when she you know, had her babies and was raising her family and now has gone back into work. But as Louise speaks about with real 
candor, you know, it's not been without uh, some grief, actually, because she's had a really quite a nasty amount of abuse in the press, actually, about the fact that she wanted to work and why couldn't she just be happy to stay at home. And there was even a sort of suggestion that work was some for some some sort of um what's the word i'm looking for uh, her work has sort of spurred on uh, the end of her marriage which i find i don't know in this day and age aren't we a bit beyond all that like oh you've had your kids you want to go back to work you should have been staying at home it's a bit old-fashioned isn't it um also you'll hear when louise speaks you know she felt like divorce was a really big thing that made her think okay i need to find myself again in my work and actually, I've realised that's what a lot of these podcast conversations are. You know, I thought when I started spinning plates, oh, it's talking about how we sort of balance it. And it is, but really what I've realised, what the sort of crux of it is, is about how we manage to keep our sense of who we are. And as Louise, Louise says, you know, she'd had these dreams of dancing, singing, performing since she was really young. So for her, that's an instinct to go back to who she was before all the other stuff, before relationships and babies and everything. And I think that's actually the kernel that we're sort of trying to protect. And sometimes it gets a bit lost in the wash when you become a parent. Um, or sometimes it might be the thing that actually makes you uncover really what it is you really like to do. But I think it's really interesting to me that Louise has been confident enough to go back to work even amidst this nastiness because it's given her so much, so much value and so much self-confidence. Um, so I went to visit her. We spoke when it was sort of quite quite new after lockdown, I guess, because I remember it was, I was still excited to go around to someone's house. So I saw her dogs, her mum, her sons. We sat in her garden and I got sunburnt. And I knew I was getting sunburnt because I knew I'd sat in the sun. And I thought, I can't say anything. I'm too deep into the chat now. And if I say it now, it's going to interrupt the flow. <laughs> so uh, ladies and gentlemen, I sacrificed my pale skin for you for this conversation. So just bear that in mind when you're listening. Um, <laughs> actually, don't bear that in mind. You want to think about my sunburn? You want to think about Louise? Anyway, thanks for coming back to find me here. I'll see you on the other side. Bye. So here we are. Um, we're in a nice shady spot, but we're still outside. This is quite extraordinary what you've got downstairs, actually. I, I sort of feel like it should have a name for itself. I suppose it's essentially a sunken patio. Yeah, yeah. So we can see the green trees and the amazing blue sky. Yeah, it's... Um, my little haven here actually mm. it's really weird I, part of the reason I really liked this house was because I'm a real outdoors person even in the cold mm. I'll sit outdoors with a blanket and my book I really like being outdoors and I think there's not a day through the summer even if it's raining that I don't open all the doors up really oh that's and lovely and still have the air if it's cold and freezing obviously not but if the air's warm okay that wasn't me even that is spectacular noise i really hope we got that (laughs) no don't worry that was very canine all the noises are pretty canine to be honest I don't yeah, think any... Not me in the morning. If it wasn't, that would be amazing. <laughs> really impressive sound you could achieve. <laughs> Can you imagine? Would you leave shake, straight away yeah. if I started doing that? <laughs> you know, I like to think I just go with it. <laughs> I definitely feel the need to tell people afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, they're all going to be walking around now, That's aren't fine. they? That's fine. I like the clip-clop of their little nails yeah. on, the, on the tiles. It's sweet. And you just said this bit up here, there's like a little raised 
bit where you can sit and you said every morning you come and have a sit out there yeah yeah that's, that's my nice. little sort of at the beginning of, of lockdown I ordered a sofa an outdoor sofa I'm so impatient I had to get one that was in stock you know because mm. I need it that week yes. I couldn't do the whole we've got to wait six weeks um and I have to say I love sitting out there of morning mm. I just home you know I, it's like being in the living room but outside so um yeah it's my little 10 minutes of peace before the day starts yeah well you said you could, you're not very good at meditating which actually I'm exactly the same but that sounds like it's a ni- nice bit of tranquility actually yeah yeah it's finding your own form of meditating isn't it I've tried yeah. so many times to meditate and I sit there and I think am I meditating no I'm thinking about what I need that wasn't me again (laughs) Um, I'm thinking about what I need to buy at the shops you know what I'm going to do for dinner who needs to be picked up from where Mm -hmm. am I ever going to get a job again I start thinking about a million things I think this is not meditating I'm sure my mind's going 100 miles an hour so I actually have learned that by doing things and busying myself in my own little space is better for me so mm. I just really silly things I could go and tidy up the garden or a jet spray like yeah. my mum thinks I'm obsessed with jet spraying but it's because <laughs> the noise is almost gets rid of everything else and I'm focusing on something but not really and yeah. I, I switch off so um yeah it's about finding what's right for you isn't it Def- well I think what you just described I think it's actually got a name I think it's called flow I think they call it that where you're involved in a, pu- a task that's got enough purpose that you've alleviated the pressure that you should be doing anything else but it gives you the freedom to think about other stuff okay and I flow think I like flow that. yeah because I think that's basically what works for me as well it's like, yeah. <laughs> well it's handy that yours is quite a, you know it's got a cleaning mine was just building lots of lego like during lockdown I built an entire oh, lego wow. set really complicated one wow it was a bit wow but it's also not as useful as jet washing yeah see I, that's the thing I think everyone's really pleased that my flow is basically tidying up and cleaning yeah. and getting things in order yeah I could never do um, Lego building. I'd mean, I just, I'd get about 20 minutes in and give up. Yeah, well, it's, it is quite, I can reflect on it and see it's a little bit of an odd thing to do, but I do like it. But lots of people did that in lockdown. Mm. I saw lots of like puzzles and. Oh, yeah, I love a puzzle as well. Do you? Yeah, I love puzzles oh, and Tetris. God. You ever play Tetris? Yeah, but I'm one of, the, again, I would just be like, oh, whatever, I'm done. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd get a quarter of a way through and then just not finish. In that case, I'd definitely beat you. Uh, really yeah, oh, you would definitely beat me. I do that a little bit with the jet sprain as well, though. It's like I oh, nearly really? do it all, and there's the last bit. I think I've had enough now. I yeah, need yeah. to go back in. Maybe it gives you a little bit of something to come back to. Exactly. You probably build it in deliberately. <laughs> yeah. I haven't quite finished that jet spray. And you're here with your boys at the moment. So. Yeah, my boys and my mum. Yeah, which has been kind of weird. Beginning of lockdown, I was really panicked. I finished, I was three nights into a tour. I was... Um, back in a run on at the Savoy for nine to five. So I just, I was really going. I was like, okay, I'm taking off. This is happening. And then it all just stopped. And I, I think it took me three weeks to stop having a major panic attack about what is happening here. Yeah. And then weirdly, I think as more people got more anxious about the time that it was taking to get back to normal, mm. I got more into the mindset of I think I really needed this I think and I really forgot what it was like to just take a step back mm. and be with the kids and not feel the need to be successful and mm. to keep on not fail you know yeah and thought no it's okay to just be and have some time in your own company as well I suppose yeah because yeah. it probably felt like there'd been so much momentum building up to that point and 
working so hard and yeah. doing, I mean, doing launching the new album alongside doing the West End stuff is Was, more than most people could handle, I think. Yeah, and I, I remember my management sitting me down and saying, how do you feel about doing a tour in between a West End run and releasing an album on a West End run. I was like, I, I, it's perfect. It's, it's what I, I need. I just needed anything to consume my mind mm. outside of real life, yes. <laughs> you know. Um, so, and it was great. And for that time, it really was great. But I, I feel that equally, it's been good to, to take stock a little bit. And yeah. I don't know, just really stupid things like... Family dinners all of a sudden have become a thing of the evening rather than everybody just grab a bit of dinner or I'm not going to be home till late, but Nanny's indoors and she's going to, you know, get yeah. your dinner ready. It becomes a real moment of, right, we're going to eat at seven and I lay the table and we sit out here where we sat now and yeah. we have a real, it's, it's an event mm. rather than... A necessity of grabbing something and yeah. I think I forgot how important that was yeah I, well same, I think what you've described in terms of your emotions with the lockdown is exactly what was mirrored in our house and households all over the place I think with that thing of the first three weeks just thinking I had this real feeling as well of like this has got to count for something I've got yeah. to produce something or make something out of this yeah and then I thought, I don't feel creative about this at all. I'm actually just really freaked out. Yeah. Mind you, um, you did do the best disco nights. <laughs> I mean, you did. And it took me a while. I didn't see... Everyone was talking about it. And, and I, I hadn't seen it. And then all of a sudden I saw it and was completely mesmerised and entertained. <laughs> it was the bonkers. stepping over, the toys. Mm. And the kids were just ignoring you on the sofa while you were singing. <laughs> I was like, this is my house, yeah. literally. Like, <laughs> it just really reminded me of just such normality because to other people, you're... Sophie Ellis Baxter and somebody that's a pop star and to your kids they were just like literally lying on the sofa completely ignoring you while you were singing to thousands and thousands of people yeah, my sequence. I mean I really went as far as I could to be extrovert really and, um, but um, yeah. I think so many people could relate to it because I know that when you were coming here today normally I'm such a clean tidy freak I was thinking oh my god is it tidy and I thought actually no I saw you like stepping over loads yeah, of you've stuff seen the inside I've of seen house. the inside so <laughs> I felt so much more at ease about you coming <laughs> yeah you definitely firstly the house is actually spotless and secondly yeah I I live in a sort of I don't even know what it is I wouldn't say it's carnage but like there's everything has a place but it's quite um yeah, it's quite full on. And also I love stuff and knickknacks and things like that. So there's just, th you know, I can't really no, leave looks a shelf or... very inviting. Because <laughs> um, I live in quite an uninviting house. Like my lounge is barely anything in it. And I'm, sometimes my friends always say, like, put more of you in here. And I don't know why, if it's just a mind thing that I need services. But when I, when I watch your videos or your ITGs, I call them, don't I? Now yeah, yeah, so yeah, old-fashioned yeah. your videos. Yeah, you don't worry. <laughs> You know what watching I mean. Watching you on the YouTube. Yeah, yes. when I'm watching you on the net. <laughs> um, I was like, oh my God, it looks so inviting. Like, you know, you could just sit there and have a few glasses of wine and just completely yes. chill out and That's feel comfortable, true. which oh, thank you. is nice. But I love them, by the way. <laughs> I love you. them. I, I look forward to seeing what you were wearing. Well, there was a time when I thought, am I going to look back on these and be like, that's a woman and going through like some <laughs> sort of trauma, drawn out trauma. Um, but, yeah, it, it's funny, I was thinking about, about you in relation to them on the way here because I was thinking, for me, 
When I first, when the lockdown first started, I realised how much I needed my own space with work and my creativity, and all that. it's so much part of me that doing those bonkers little gigs every Friday night, even though I was, yeah, stepping over the one-year-old and this kind of thing, <laughs> it was still, it would still give me this, the same, it mimicked the same responses I get when I go to work, yeah, which is really interesting to me actually because I hadn't gone anywhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, I get that. Yeah, and I thought it's. It's clearly something I've built into how I am that allows me just to to be be balanced, just yes. about. Yeah, I don't still don't feel like I've got hundred percent right, and I need to find more ways of giving more boundaries at home because yeah. I realise I don't really have enough of that. But I still think I needed it, and I I was thinking about you because I was thinking, you know, obviously our chat is primarily about the balance of work and family, and clearly now work is so much part of what you're up to, and it's this real passion. And then not having that outlet when you're when you had your babies, it's quite a big part of you. Yeah, to, it's not just like you were working in an office or yeah. you were working where it's it's work in a sort of much more functional way. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. I when I sort of when when they were young, you can almost allow yourself to accept that you're not working when mm. they're really young. As they started getting older, um, and I felt like everyone's life was moving at a pace the boys are getting older they've got their social life you know at the time I was married and Jamie was getting busier and busier in a in a world which I only know which mm. is entertainment mm. um and I rem- remember this I don't know who has just arrived at my door I'm Sorry. not expecting anybody if it's anything like my house would it be Amazon we're like a bit obsessed with Should I have a quick look yeah you can have a look it's cool Sorry. don't worry take your time <laughs> Our first name, name terms with DHL and UPS guys now. They're like, morning, Lou. No, morning. Who's oh, don't worry, me too. I've been like, like that for ages. Like, it's like, literally, they're the only people I was seeing. So they were chucking me a package from across the, I know. you know, the steps. It's like, oh, it's Isn't the highlight it, of my day. It's quite crazy how touching, and we've got a milkman who puts literally, you know, the milk bottles on the step. And even just seeing that as a, like a little sign of someone having been at my door, I used I to know. really like it. Yeah. Like, Oh, really yeah, <laughs> it's like I used to always have a little chat and say thanks so much. How are you? And and you could see that you were kind of making each other's days a little bit more yeah. bearable. Yeah. But um, anyway, going back to the the real stuff, um, I think I got to the stage where it sounds really hard to explain because I know like so many people had such an opinion on my life for a, a couple of years, like mm. a massive opinion. It was such a a talking point for people and, and some of it very cruel. bizarre, yeah. Yeah, really cruel. cruel because you don't really ever know. And I, um, you're right, I grew up from the age of 10 going to stage school and music was my everything. It's what makes me tick. It, mm. It's what gives me my confidence, which is so bizarre because you're standing on stage in front of people, yet without that, I feel very unconfident, but mm-hmm. I have the ability to go and do that. But it gave me my confidence in knowing I was worth something, that I was acceptable, that I could walk into a room and put on that that front of who I was. Mm. Because without any of that, I actually most probably am quite an unconfident person. And um, to all of a sudden lose everything you know in life that gives you your fire in your belly, you're confident to be what you want to be... Um, this time went on I just struggled more and more with having no direction Mm. and no want to do anything and that really really panicked me and I think 
when I did sort of start getting back to work, I read some of the cruelest things about I just wanted fame and I should have been happy with what I had. And, um, you know, I was um, going through a midlife crisis and, and I just wanted to stand up and scream from the age of 10 this is all I've wanted to do and I stopped doing it for a number of years due to my family which worked for me but please don't you know hate me for wanting to get back out and do something I love doing which which makes me tick you yeah. know um it was a really tough time actually it, it I'm was not surprised I don't know who horrible. could experience that and not find that hard even if you've got family around you and you know that you know friends and all yeah. that support um you just feel that that you let people's opinions really embed in your mind mm. um and I knew what I was doing was okay and I wasn't doing anything wrong and yeah you know I remember go getting offered to go and um be in cabaret which was a tour in production it's for 12 weeks and six of those weeks um between Tuesday and Saturday I would be away and six of the weeks were near enough that I'd come home and it wasn't ideal with two children but my children were teenage you know or eight and mm. you know the other one a teenager and my mum was around and they have a dad that mm. can also look after our children you know yeah and I remember reading such cool things that I was going off to do that and to me it was such a lifeline that I got to go and sing and act and mm. and do the only thing I know how to do actually and it was so bittersweet because in one way I was after 15 18 years I was doing a job that I trained to do yet it come with so much negativity whilst I shouldn't be doing it and which I is ridiculous. Couldn't understand why I shouldn't be doing it I couldn't get my head around no, it. Well, there is no re- it actually doesn't make any sense and I don't I don't think most people think the way the press reports things, all those nasty comments you get at the bottom of us. I don't, yeah. I honestly, I don't feel like I meet those people. I don't feel like I know those people. Um, it's almost like a sort of separate fire that people just accept needs to be feel, yeah. uh, feel put on it. Yeah. But it's not, it's not like a real thing. Anyone with an ounce of experience, maturity, sensitivity would see it a very different way. Yeah. But it's almost like they sort of accepted that that's the way these things get written about. Yeah, and some people were supportive. And on a whole, it was, you're right, it's the comments, I think, yeah. more than anything. There's such vitriol sometimes it, in that little bit at the bottom, which is Quite horrible. unkind, and I, I, would, I never understand why they're there, because I think the only person they really hurt are the person that's they're written about. Mm. Like, I don't get what we gain from, from it. The only person mm. that suffers at the hand of it is who the story's about but I did take a lot of it on board and and it really panicked me and it's taken me I think most probably to now to actually go no do you know what I'm okay Mm. I'm doing the right thing by my family and I'm a good person and yeah opportunities will come and go and in our line of work you grab them when they're there because you don't know when the next opportunity is going to come along I've been doing this long enough to not be in a fantasy world it's we live in a world where you know opportunities don't always arise and now I will take and grab and as I did when I was younger I'm actually working on a book at the moment and my my thing that I keep on coming back to is I need to be as fearless now as what I was when I was 17. Ah. You know that you do you grab every opportunity yeah. and you run with it and you're confident with it and you let no one 
tell you otherwise, your mum, yeah. your dad, you yeah. know, your boyfriend at that time, you're like, well, no, I'm doing this because I believe this is right. Um, and I think it's taken me to now, which is a lot of years on, to go, actually, I'm going to try and be that fearless again. Well, it, it is a long time in some ways, but actually I think there's a lot of growing up that happens all the time. And when you fir- first had your first baby, did you always imagine that you were going to stop work or did it just sort of evolve that way? Yeah, it evolved that way. I think when I had the first one, um, Charlie, it's, it had taken me a really long time to get pregnant and have him. And I was living such a blissful, amazing life. You know, I've got this baby and I'm so happy. Um, and it was lovely, and I'd been working so much as a, a young person in mm. the industry that it was just lovely to have a bit of that time at home with the with the baby. And um, but you kind of think that you'll carry on to a certain extent. Um, and then when I had the second one, Bo, I had already made an album whilst I was pregnant, um, and that never got released. And I think that was most probably when the panic started setting in that yeah. I've written an album, I've recorded an album, yet I still haven't put it out. I'm still... But again, I'm that person that just carries on. It will all be fine, you know? It's going to be fine. And don't get me wrong, I had a lovely family unit and mm. I wouldn't have lost that for anything in the world. Um, it's just as time went on, I think that need to do what I do just to even if it wasn't on a big level even if it was just going into the studio and singing and writing songs that I could listen to in the car to remind myself of what I love anything yeah on any level I really did learn played a really big part in defining me yeah I mean I'm doing loads of nodding because I sort of I get so much about what you're saying makes sense to me and um I think a lot of it is just as you say like it's not about you're not thinking like chart stuff or anything. It's no. literally just that thing that's yours and just to remind yourself you've got that side to you because you need it to feel the full 360 version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not about the fame. Um, and of course, earning a, a good living, which you can do from this business, is a massive bonus, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've also invested a lot of my own money and my own time and, and taken nothing away from jobs and shows and mm. just for my love of doing it. You know, like the, the latest tour I went on, I wasn't taking a penny. That was costing me to do. But I felt the need to do it and to invest in that. Yeah. For A, the people that had bought my album and supported me for all those years and B, for myself. Um, so there isn't always a sinister picture behind why you do things. Like- no, and actually I think it's brilliant being honest about that because I've done that loads of times too. And I mean, I remember doing... I paid for a whole tour one time years ago when it felt like everything was looking quite wobbly and I was like, I just need to do this. And I've, I don't actually expect to make money from a load of my, those are the projects yeah. I do. I feel like I just want to put another metre on the plank yeah. of me doing what I love before eventually I get to the end and I have yeah. to drop off into the yeah. sea. Yeah, So, and you know, the album, exactly, that's yeah. my project. I got to, when I did my first album on my own, I was like, well, this, if, if, this is my gift to myself, actually. And yeah. then I don't need to be answerable to anybody else either. Yeah, and that was my me. Yeah, that was me with my last album. And I could have gone a different route, but I felt such the need to do this for me and write about what I wanted to write about. And I think people can look on and, and make all their judgments, but that was I love the way you said that that was a gift to me because I remember saying to my accountant actually okay do you think I was kind of crazy doing that <laughs> like, and he went no I don't because Aww. I think you needed it that's nice and I think that you have re 
awoken something in you that just re-establishes how much you love doing what you do and mm. how important to you it is. And I was like, yeah, actually, I can sleep easy knowing that I needed that. Yeah, And absolutely. I loved every single second. It was like, I can't even put it into words, the love of just getting back in the studio and writing and getting up on stage and... You know, it was an experience that I'm so pleased that I managed to do again 18 mm. years on from the first time. And I want to carry on. Yeah. How exciting is that? But also how bonkers to have I that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> nearly two decades in the middle. But I guess you've been learning so much about yourself. Yeah. And what makes you tick. And also, maybe when you first stopped and had your first baby... It probably felt like a little bit of a relief, actually, to have yeah. time when it's just family and just Absolutely. time with your new bubba and not thinking about much else, actually. It's quite yeah. nice to put that to one side, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and it was like that. I think you've worked from a really young age also, being in Eternal and then doing solo albums. Your life isn't your own, in mm. a really great way. But, you, I mean, a car would pick me up in the morning, I would go to work. And I always remember when I first sort of met Jamie... Um, and there'd be, I don't know, a birthday party or something that everybody would be going to. And I would get out my piece of paper with my, you know, diary on it, with big writing. And I'd go, oh, the 17th. Oh, oh, no, I can't come. I'm working. I'm away. I'm in Germany or I'm somewhere. And you, you kind of think, oh, God, I'm, I'm young and I'm missing out on so many social moments for me. Mm. But at the same time, you know, you're, you're off working and doing what you love and it's it's putting it all into perspective and and I would always go to work and I'd always prioritize that right up until I had Charlie um and then I said I'm I need to just take time out yeah but like you say in this industry someone can come and fill your shoes very quickly and there's you don't know if the audience is going to be there and I actually think as time went on I really believed an audience wouldn't be there anymore. Mm. It's like I had convinced myself that there would be nobody remotely interested. Well, you can hide behind that a little bit, can't yeah, you? Like, yeah, and I think I did for a long time. Well, so we're really encouraged to think like that. We're encouraged to think that we've only got the opportunity so long as a, you know, being sort of every next footstep is being laid out in front of you. And, I mean, I've had... Now, from where I'm standing now, I can say that a career is never just a straight up line. And there's always, I feel like there's been too many times to count where if it wasn't for me believing, okay, I know I'm going to do this, I'm going to do the next thing. I could have easily just stopped and done something else. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not, no one's going to, if I, if I said, oh, I'm not putting out an album, I'm not going to have like people at my front door going, come on. They go, oh, that's a shame. Well, yeah, thank you. Same All here. right, yeah. bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Never mind. Yeah, go well. Good yeah. luck with the next bit. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So I think it does come down to you. And if... That bit where you had your second baby and you'd re- made this record, and then maybe at the time as well, people didn't understand the significance of that. They might not have brought it up after a little yeah, while, you know? Yeah, it almost just got, okay, you're not going to release it. Like you say, no one was going, you really must release it. Yeah. There's some real bangers on here, you know, you're <laughs> mad. Everyone's just like, oh, okay. And then time goes, and the more it goes, the more you get into this world that you're in, and the harder it is to then believe that you can do it again. Mm. And I think I just got on that path of not believing. So can you see that now when you look back or were you aware of it at the time? Um, I wasn't aware of it at the time. I think I just embedded myself in this. I kind of just thought no one would be interested. I think I just talked myself out of anybody ever caring about anything I ever did ever again. (laughs) Um, And it was only, I suppose, took something quite big to happen in my life to think I've got nothing more, I've got nothing to lose anymore. Mm. Like, I feel like I've kind of lost such a lot anyway that what's, what's my dignity? <laughs> what's, what's my musical dignity when I've lost all of this anyway? So, um, yeah, I think it took something sort of sad and big in my life to maybe give me the courage to go, I'll just give it a go. What's the worst yeah. that can happen? No and what is this, what, what do you mean by the sad and big thing? I think getting divorced, um, you know, it's it took something quite heartbreaking. Yeah. To and maybe is that your <laughs> mom's calling? But, um, <laughs> it took something. He's not here listening to this. No, he's not here listening to me. Um, it took something for me to maybe have to really look at myself to actually have the courage to find a way of making a new album and I suppose have something to write about Mm. and actually I think it I'd love to say it was all these opportunities just come flooding in and knocking on my door and it wasn't like that it was me that actually said okay I, I feel vulnerable enough to write and I feel that I've I've kind of taken such a personal hit with things that mm. the worst thing that can happen is people don't like it and no one buys it. And, okay, well, I, I kind of can go with that because what, what more can people say about me? That's actually pretty amazing to get to that point. That's actually a real strength, you know. A lot of people would not have... If they're feeling like that on the inside, they wouldn't feel like, okay, I'll just go for it anyway. There's a lot of... I think there's so many things we can do in our lives that we can either hide behind and, you know, that, that give us a, 
an excuse not to have done taking yeah. that leap actually yeah because yeah. that's always the hardest bit isn't it is okay finding out what the result was of those things yeah. those ventures um and it's sometimes if you know circumstances mean or oh, something didn't get released or something got changed you, there's a little bit of me that was a bit like a bit relieved like oh, i didn't i yeah. didn't get to find out the ending of that story because it yeah. was about to, it was probably going to be something that might have might have hurt me um so actually taking the leap and releasing stuff i think is still i think you should give yourself a big thumbs up for that actually yeah. it's pretty it's a pretty big thing to I'm do i'm pleased i did it and i think i learned as well that you can still be a really good mum and still you know you're it's okay I think I told myself for so long that I can't do I can't have it all mm-hmm. and now I realized that you can go away and you can work and you can be out of the house for mm. a, a period of time without letting your kids down and it's almost like a, I felt like you couldn't have both mm. And I used to think, well, you can only have both if you're really famous and you're really big and you're going on massive tours where all of your family can come. Mm. And actually, no, you can. There are, I mean, I'm really lucky that my mum looks after the kids when I'm not here. Mm. So I, I've never had a nanny. I've just had my mum. And they've got a dad that's a real hands-on dad that can, you know, that, that can pick up the pieces when I'm not here and oversee everything. So, um... Yeah, I realise it's okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, for a while I still got that real mum guilt thing. I think the mum guilt's gone. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm I'm learning to not let the mum guilt embed. Well, actually, maybe a little bit of the reverse has happened. Maybe your boys, whether they're able to um, articulate it or not, they might have noticed a big shift in, in you, actually. Yeah, I think so. And actually, what I've really learned that they enjoy what I do. They actually are proud of it and enjoy it. Like, I come home the other night and I very rarely put my kids on social media. They just, they don't want to be on it. And I, it's their choice. I'll yeah. never force them. And um, I was out having a bit of dinner with a girlfriend and Bo rang me and was like, where are you? How long are you going to be? I was like, I'll be home in the next hour or so. I'm sort of about 8.30 or something. Um, he's like, okay, can I wait up for you? I was like, yeah, of course, school holidays, no problem. He's like, can we do a TikTok when you get, get in? <laughs> I was like, can, what, me and you? He's like, yeah, can we do a TikTok? And I need you to give me a shout out because he had created a TikTok account with his friends and obviously said to them, oh, my mum can get us followers. So for the first time, they had embraced something like that with their friends and it wasn't in a way that he wanted to be seen or be in the papers he just wanted to say to his friends oh something I can do is to get us some more followers (laughs) mum give me a shout out so I literally walked in he had already learned what we had to do and I'm just going hang on I don't know it and he's like don't worry and I know that whenever I take a selfie or do a TikTok or anything it takes me a good half an hour to get one I'm happy with. You know, I am a 50-picture person. I mean, I am not first one goes at all. And then I go back in and look at it and go, oh, God, I shouldn't have used that one. So I overthink everything. So we did it once, and he went, right, that's it, post it. I was like, this, this is anxiety for me, Bo. I can't post the first one. I need to redo. But I went to bed that night thinking, oh, God, my kids actually are embracing this little world that we live in and yeah. that it's okay and again I mean he's never done one since and he never will most probably want to be on my Instagram again um, but yeah for those little five minutes of doing that with him it felt like he really was cool with what we were and that 
he'd embrace the fact that we could put something out there and it would get him some followers. Yeah, and, and probably actually, you know, a lot gets made of, um, you know, women where we have got, if we know, in the pop world where, you know, you put on your outfits and do the thing in videos and stuff. But I, honestly, I don't think our care, kids care at no. all about any of it. And well, I made a real sort of joke once saying that when I released Stretch, it was sort of I had a leotard and that on and that Charlie was like, oh, great. Um, <laughs> you know, pray for Charlie from his mum's music videos, you know. But actually, Charlie had said that to me in such jest and such mucking around, but with a big smile on his face. Um, and I read so many articles after that saying, oh... You've, you know, the amount of comments I got, think of your children. I'm thinking, my kids are loving what I do. Like, they yeah. come to all my shows. When I was in the West End, they sat there and and I think for the first time, they experienced what it was like when you come out and you do your embow and the audience stand up. And Chaz come in to me after and just said, well, Mum, I kind of had no idea how good you were. And it absolutely melted my heart. I was like, there is not a person in this world that could appreciate what I've done more than what you've just said to me. Like, that means everything. He said, Mum, I didn't know how good you were. And I just thought, yeah, I'm proud of my boys and I'm so pleased that they are experiencing seeing me doing what I love rather than being at home, being kind of half of myself. So yeah. it was a, a big moment. No, that's really, that's, that blows me away a little bit, actually. Yeah. What an amazing thing. And it's also interesting you describe as, you know, the other, the other alternative, being half of yourself. Do you, I mean, could you ever picture what, what would have happened if you hadn't had this sort of, I don't know, I think you described it before as having the lights put back on. Like, if you yeah. hadn't had that, can you imagine, do you think you would have just trundled along? And I think I would have done. I think I would have just carried going along until something gave, mm. you know, just something somewhere gave. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I wasn't unhappy. I had a, a really lovely life and I have my boys and that. It was, I think, yeah, it was just having your lights switched back on and doing something you love. And I think I've learned you should be able to have it all you should be able to have all elements of your life working together there's no reason why you shouldn't have that it's about this right network the right people around you yeah um having the right people supporting you and actually not listening to the negatives which there is always going to be negatives no matter what you choose to mm. do, you know, we, we see them and we read about them and we're the first people to give them. You know, yeah. I, I'm no saint. I sit there and find myself judging someone and I really pull myself back. And one thing I will never do is judge anybody. And if I ever find myself judging, I really slap myself because I think I've been that person that's been heavily judged and I'll never judge again. Yeah, you never actually know what's going on with people no, at home. and you can't. At all. And no. you can't. You know, I just live and let live and I don't know, there comes a time that I really do feel that, and I feel like as women we're getting there, that we're learning to support other women. And I always remember being so grateful when I was having a a tough time when certain people would speak out and I remember sitting at home just watching TV and there's a whole discussion on an ITV warning show, I think it was Loose Women. Mm -hmm. And everyone was discussing my life. And I remember Denise Van Outen going, you know what, I think it's great Lou's doing what makes her happy and I really support her and I, I just think no one knows what goes on and no one should ever judge. 
And I remember that day, just hearing her say that gave me such a pickup, you know, like just something people, the, and, and I remember speaking to her after and saying, thank you, it made a difference. I think people at home that don't know what we do and how this is think that we just don't care about those things. But Yeah, well, you're also, you're, even if you have watched the programme where they're discussing your life or read the article or comment, you're supposed to pretend you didn't see it. Yeah. I think that there's always, people feel like there's no way that those things are going to get, you're going to see it, you're going to yeah. experience it. And you'd actually you probably see and remember pretty much everything. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there's a file, box file in everyone's yeah. head of all the I always say I can stuff. read a hundred really good comments, but the bad one stays with me all day. Of and course. I forget all the good ones. All yeah. the good ones I go, no, 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 whatever. And then the bad one you go, oh God. You know, it's it's such a, a weird and but yeah, now it hits normal, everyone. Though. It doesn't just hit people that are in the public eye. It hits anybody. It hits somebody. You know, just at schools, everyone comments and yeah, it's kind of a tough existence we live in. It is because also the thing about um, social media stuff is that because of the nature of it, when people put the comment for whatever it is they're saying for that second, they've got your ear, and that yeah. never used to exist in the same yeah. way. And you've You've kind of got to remember that even if ten people post something, there's still only ten people. Yeah, you know? I know. That's like in the scheme of, yeah. I know. In the scheme of, you know, I get a couple of bad comments. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh god. And then sort of someone will go to me. There's like 56 million people in this country. I think you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, right, okay, get a grip, Louise, get a grip. But I worry about the kids because my youngest is on private, obviously, but my eldest is at an age now where he makes a decision he wants mm. to be on open on social media. I sometimes find myself checking his messages because I panic that people might say unkind things to him. Um, but then he says to me, oh, mum, I just mute them or I take no notice yeah. of them. Like, he's so aware of it that it, it do, it's, it's watering. Well, remember, he's the age pretty much that you're getting back to, 17, yes. you know, that invincible, I yeah. actually know best thing. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's not at all bothered by exactly. it. He's like, oh, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think it's really hard for youngsters out there. They, You know, it's only going to go one way and that's, getting more and more intrusive into your life yeah on every level but I know I suppose also the pros are you get to you know we've had amazing pop stars that have come from posting things on social and on YouTube and all of those things yeah. so it's sort of 50-50 isn't it yeah absolutely and also, also the world they're in and if that's yeah. you know they'll be they'll be very okay with tech and you know just navigate it yeah because if that's the world you know you just get it's on with the it don't you know yeah yeah, um, I'm quite amazed and impressed with both of us. We've got to, I don't know how long we've been talking, we haven't actually talked about what I can only call at home the dancing thing I did. Oh, <laughs> the dancing thing I did, yeah. <laughs> because I can't, I don't, it feels alien to me to call it its full name and also it was, I think, so like best of times, worst of times, traumatic. Yeah, I, I know. Kind of it's distance myself it's, from it. But. It's such a, I mean, I am one of those people that a lot of people I feel go back and watch it and can completely sort of, put themselves back in the circle of it. I think I've removed myself quite heavily from it. Yeah. Um, and again, for me, that program's very bittersweet. Yes. I, I, I loved learning to dance and I loved the fire it gave me and the, it reminded me of, I love performing so much, but I actually think the circus that comes with it is a really horrible machine. Yeah. And it's, um, I don't know, I feel... I don't, I don't know, I, I don't like the way it just gets completely taken out of context and everything becomes... I think we spoke, we did, actually, when yeah. I was doing it. 
And um, I, I didn't, I don't think we said a lot, but I remember you looking at me in a way of, it's tough. Yeah, it's I mean, tough. and I, I, you know, there's a lot that's put on, I'll call it as no once, strictly, um, yeah. <laughs> for, you know, that there's, um, there's a lot that's put on it in terms of like, its ability to change people's lives and all this. But actually, what I've always thought, I don't know if it's true or not, but I think actually it's the bit before that. It's what makes you decide now is the time to do something like that. Yeah. Because I'm like, if you're, everything's going really well and you're really happy, you don't suddenly say, I'm going to put everything in my life on hold for three months and do something really terrifying. Like yeah. something needs a shake up. Yeah. And you don't always know what that is until yeah. you're doing it. And I think I, I'd said no a, a lot of times Me to too. doing it. And, um, and I think if I'm really honest, which most probably haven't ever been, I think I was scared that my time was running out to ever do what I love again. I think it was, a, I was scared that I was getting older and, and if I didn't do something soon that would maybe reignite some opportunity of me getting out there and doing what I love, I was going to lose that opportunity altogether. Mm. Um, and then it works in the sense where it, it does open up opportunities. But yeah. it's also a really weird way of doing it. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> really weird way of doing <laughs> really it. Really weird. And um, I, think, I think a lot needs to be looked at in, in the, the big kind of this big thing that sits above you whilst you're doing it. And, and I'm the most, uh, anyone that knows me knows that I'm the most normal, you know, kind of, I've been doing this a long time. Like yourself, you you just don't get affected by things. I can kind of just... I was like, I'll be the last person that gets suckered into this weirdness. That's I exactly just, how I felt I'm too, just, It's just not me. I don't get suckered into stuff. I've just done it, been there, got the T-shirt. But it sucks you in. And you end up being in this kind of bubble of... You not wanting to get kicked out. I used to think, I'll be fine. if As long as I don't get kicked out week one, I'll be yeah. fine. I'll just do it. I'll be on national TV a few weeks and then I'll go home and it will all be fine. And you find yourself five, six weeks in going, I don't want to go home. I don't want to get kicked out. I don't want to be in the bottom two. And it becomes a huge deal. Yeah, and it takes over every brain cell because you just can't you're believe. being filmed all the time when <laughs> yeah. you're rehearsing and you're learning a new thing. And, I mean... I, again, this is like a theory of mine because I've sort of had to try and analyse it because it's so bizarre. And like you, I was like, there's no way I'm going to become like the sort of cliched yeah. contestant. Yeah. But um, I, even I felt, I could, I felt, felt all the emotions but also could understand it all much, much better when you're on the inside of it. Um, and it just, I didn't feel like I had any space for anything else while it was happening, which yeah. was really tough for my family. Yeah, and same for mine. Yeah. And, and Richard you don't hated think... it. I don't have any qualms about saying that. I mean, yeah. he loved seeing me dance and enjoyed that, but he he it's... really struggled with the nature of the programme, which yeah. is understandable. Oh, I would be <laughs> like, the same. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally understand. Like, I remember him week three, uh, they made me do a samba, which, to those not in the know, is like one of the hardest Latin American yeah. dancers. Yes. <laughs> and um, I think I did that quite... right at the end, and I was oh. useless at that. It's pretty, it's built about up and down I or don't something. know if I did the I samba or the other one, I still forget. Salsa? Yeah, I don't know I don't which know. one of them I did anyway, one of them once. <laughs> and um, they, it was Love Week was the theme, and they, mm. made, they decided that the appropriate choice would be... Uh, my wedding dance. Oh, which is, <laughs> yeah, kind of hard for so, Richard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he came around to rehearsal and um, said to Brendan, is there any way you can do this dance without touching my wife? Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's such a weird... Such a weird it's thing. It's such a weird thing. And I, 
and and there is obviously the way it's spun and the way the music and and what people don't see is behind the scenes you're never in rehearsals on your own there's always a lot of I mean I mm. only ever did did till the last two weeks 10 till 6 I mm. never stayed later than 6 yeah I was the same actually I was very um yeah, you need your evenings. Yeah, and, and I had two kids at home. Yeah. and I'd, You need your Sundays too. Yeah, until I never worked on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah and I the last two weeks when you're doing two, three dances, mm. I did stay later. But until the last two weeks, I never stayed there beyond six o'clock. Mm. Um, and I used to get home in time to have dinner. And at the time, Bo, you know, it was still bath time and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a weird programme. And in some ways, I'm sort of love the fact it ignited something that reminded me so much of my passion but I didn't enjoy I never thought I would be suckered into something that is so on me yeah that is so not my world I'm so not attention hungry um I, I'm, I'm so I'm so like get get it I genuinely do what I do because I genuinely love it and it it comes from such a deep place performing mm. that that the outside of what goes on and the circus around it is actually something that I would never want to put myself or my family through again mm. <laughs> yeah I don't think you get away with doing that more than once in life anyway no, it's, um... no it's very bizarre and not many people are honest about it actually it's well... a very bizarre sort of setup and it's great but it comes with its kind of weird I don't know it's such a weird bubble no, I'm totally with you, actually. I mean, I think... Because um, people say to me, oh, would you do it again if you knew what you know now? And I'm like, well, it really helped me, like, lose a lot more inhibitions on stage. I yeah, think I've become a better here. performer, actually. Yeah. Um, and it helped me embrace... Helped me lose a stone. Heart <laughs> was really positive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I always... For me, I always felt like my dancer board was just on loan. I was like, I've got this for, like, a couple of months. Oh, tops. it goes so quick, doesn't it? I went on holiday straight after. I have never in... 18 years stood on a beach in just a bikini. I am that person that wears something and I, I just get real, which is crazy considering I made half of my career from like being an FHM in a bikini. But in real life, that was not me. I was like, yeah, I'm wearing the bikini on the beach. It's the first time I had felt really good about myself in so long yeah. in my body. But mentally, yeah, it was the fear of losing the passion and the fire of what you've just found again yes. is so scary. Yeah. I think for me it was the fear of it's all going to end and I wouldn't be able to sing and dance anymore. Well, then, in that case, it's, it's, it's good that we always had that outlet of actually knowing that that's something you cared about. Because I always felt like it must be strange if you do that programme and then you, that's not part of your day job at all. Yeah. You know, the sparkle yeah. stuff. I mean, I yeah. felt like, I was like, okay, I'm going to cherry pick the things out of this that I've really loved yeah. and take them with me yeah. and leave a lot of the other stuff Yeah, behind. and I feel I did the same, actually. Yeah. I feel, I feel that I, um, what that did for me was, it reminded me I was a good performer. Mm. Yeah. And if that sounds arrogant, I don't mean that in an arrogant way, but it reminds... I think you're allowed to say that. That is what you do and it's, yeah. it is what you're good at. It's your It it's reminded your me that's all I know, mm. actually. And I think I had dampened down how important it was to me. Mm. And, I, and it's not... Our job isn't a job that you have to stop doing because you're a sportsman and you physically can't do it anymore. Or you're... 
you know, that job is no longer there. It comes from us. Mm. The drive has to come from us. Yeah. We have to chase it. We have to work hard for it. We have to put the time in to make it achieve. Like you say, if we don't want to release another album, no one's going to be knocking on the door going, um, we're really all waiting for an album. We have to make that happen. Yeah. And I think for all the negatives to do with that program, and there are many, the positive was it reminded me that I'm really good at what I do and that might not be everyone's cup of tea and I don't expect to be, nor do I want to be, but for the people whose cup of tea I am, I'm good at what I do. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's also, it's a lot of it's about joy as well. I used yeah. to love seeing, you know, the effects of the dancing and the music and everything on the people in the studio and all that. I think it is, there's a lot of joy in amongst that and learning new talents is good as well, learning yeah. new skills, you know. I always remember, like, you know, Jason, who was the creative mm. sort of director, used to say, if you're do I was doing the Argentine tango, and, and that week Jamie and the kids had come, actually, to, you know, they do a day rehearsal. Mm. And um, they pulled me to one side and said, it's looking great, it's looking great, but can you, can you try and stop smiling? It's like a sexy sort of mysterious dance. And when I watch it back, I'm just smiling from ear to ear. Like, there's nothing sexy about, like, my body's doing all it's meant to do, but my face is like, yay, cheese. <laughs> like, just like the happiest person in the world, just smiling in my own little world of, oh, I'm doing the Argentine tango. This is so much fun. Um, and then sort of looking back and thinking, yeah, it would have been so much better if I could have just pouted for a moment, like, even a second of the dance. Like, so, yeah, after that, they realised that things like the Deadwood stage, where I was playing, sort of doing calamity, Jane was much more up my street because you're allowed to completely grin yeah, all good. the way through. Maybe you know what? They can, they can teach you the moves, but they shouldn't dictate what's on your face. I know. I think. Well, it's I think fine. they were trying to get the moment, and I'm like, you're doing a lot of smiling through this dance, Louise. It's meant to be like passion. And I'm like, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'll so try not fun. to smile. Yeah. In the end, they were like, just give her the smiling one. She's going to smile anyway. Yeah, no, that's nice. I think that's good to smile. It is a joyous thing when you're dancing, actually. Yeah. It does really release like all the endorphins and it feels good and the music and everything. I always love the live music yeah oh my god stuff. the band is so yeah. incredible you you just wish it could come without without the three month kind of yeah time span and the intensity the intensity I think for me and also there was um I struggle with the fact that there was such a boundary around it that you couldn't just go okay I'm gonna have my family in my dressing room and this kind of thing oh I found that really hard yeah. and I think actually if I could have done that I think it would have made everyone else's lives a bit easier because they're part of it with you yeah well and that's, I think yeah. that makes and and that's what I you know my whole career I've um I'm so close to all my family not just my kids and at the time Jane um my mum my brothers and when I was in the band we had actually had a rule where family couldn't come on tour and stuff like that with you which was part of the reason I left Eternal in the beginning because I just was so homesick and lonely yeah. so when I went and did my own albums and toured it was a free-for-all for all my family you know there was always space on that tour bus for yeah. my mum my brothers and even I always looked forward to being able to do it as a mum yeah. And my kids being such priority throughout that. And actually now what's so lovely is my whole team know that when we go on tour and we've got the bus, if I want the kids on there, 
their priority. There's, Absolutely. You know, it's so nice being the boss. For so many years, I wasn't the boss. I know, and you look back and you think, what were they worried about with letting my family come on the tour I know. bus or yeah, it's boyfriend ridiculous. or whatever? Yeah, it just, it just makes your life, it, it, like you said, I think it evens everything out. Mm. And I think, actually, I really agree with you to have just been able to have had everybody around. I mean, they used to always come to rehearsals. I always had yeah. someone in rehearsals, but then it was tough because they were always filming. Um but in, in my weekdays, like, if I could have the boys up there or yeah. I used to have friends. My mum used to come all the time. That's she was nice. the biggest fan of the programme. So, But, yeah, it's um it's a weird old bubble. It is. Can your mum still watch it now or is she, like, has she OD'd on it? Yeah, she's OD'd yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's happened to my friends as well. They're like, you ruined it for yeah, me. Yeah, they, it. yeah. They, <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have to say, I think they've all OD'd on it. Yeah, yeah, my family too. I didn't even know the theme tune when I started. I hadn't watched it. So no, I, I was an X-Factor girl. I liked the singing, you know? <laughs> like, but you, I didn't know. I, I do try and think everything for a reason. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. I, I do. try and believe that. No, I think you've got to be like that because that is the life you led and that is what happened and you've just got to be at peace with those things because I think actually in a weird way motherhood's quite good like that because when things happen there just no is no alternate life you were leading you're just dealing with the here and now and reacting yeah. in the moment yeah um you realize quite quickly don't you that you don't really have a lot of control over you know who your baby is and what they need yeah. from you actually yeah and every and every situation and relationship's so different mm. and takes a different part of you yeah and kind of really weird now because my album's done and I'm obviously not in the West End anymore because it's all shut and it's the next chapter again. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting again. Yeah, yeah. But you know how to do that now. I don't know. <laughs> Slightly nervous. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever meet women um, that you think are, are you pre, pre the bit where you felt like the full whole you again? Do you ever meet women and think sooner or later you might have something significant happen in your life that kind of... Yeah, I think I do. And I think I've got... I feel that in the last year or so, women really enjoy talking to me about things. I feel like even when they don't realise it, I feel like I end up having conversations that I I think you've come to me because I feel that you think I can relate to all of this. Because it's yeah. such a weird, I don't know, it, it's such a weird, the last few years have been such a weird time for me. Um I feel that people feel that I've most probably been through any emotion that they could possibly be feeling. I'm a good soundboard. Mm. And actually, I'm just uh, I'm launching it today, actually. It's called Lou Loves, which is a website. Ah, which is exciting. all... Um, yeah, and it's kind of about fashion, because I love my fashion, but in a much deeper way. I don't want to be an influencer, and I'm, I'm not trying to be, but a destination where I make life just a bit... You know, I can, whether it be you're looking for the perfect summer dress or actually you want to learn about meditating and I talk about the fact that I don't do it the conventional way, but these are ways of doing it. And mm. I don't know, just a little bit of a girly destination, a bit more of a magazine vibe. For me, it's, I like visuals. Mm. I, I work on visuals and by having the website... I can still relate to lots of visuals going in there. Yeah. It's where I'm comfortable, what I like to do creatively, rather than maybe what we're doing now, mm -hmm. I would struggle with yeah, yeah. if I was hosting, <laughs> where by putting it all down on a page with Lou Loves, it becomes a visual yeah. thing that people can visit. I can see that. That's a nice thing to do. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I usually ask 
ask creative mothers how motherhood has influenced their creativity. But I guess with you, it's a slightly different thing because if you hadn't had your babies when you did, you probably would have kept on with your performing longer in that bit. Mm. But in a way, what's happened now is so much more significant, I think, because you've gone on that journey. There might have been things about how you were when you were younger that led you into that situation where you did feel like you shut things down because you didn't have that confidence about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because of the route you've taken, you're probably, like, more bold and confident than you've been if you hadn't had all that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I've done kind of like a 360. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I was doing lots of drawing with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I've, I've done a 360 and I think that... I feel that I'm a better singer and, and better performer today than what I was even back when I was fearless mm. because this time round, I appreciate every last second of it. Yeah. Where I think first time round, I knew no different. It was just what had been handed to me. Even though I worked hard, I had been handed the opportunities time and time again Mm. to go and play those big party in the parks, have top five records, albums. This time round, I know how hard it is to get it and I know how hard it is to keep it. Yeah. So I think whenever I perform now or I sing or I do any shows, it comes with such an honesty and such an appreciation that... I've learned to block everything out and this is my moment and not feel bad about that. Well, that's really special. I mean, I don't think everybody gets to say that in yeah. their whole lifetime anyway. So that's yeah, that's an amazing thing. And you've, you're you still very young to reach that point, actually. Oh, I don't and, know. No, you are. I think a lot of people so never get to that point. No, <laughs> yeah, really, no. Really yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'm by no means in this amazing place. Like, I be absolutely lying if I said I was I still have so many struggles on a daily basis because I don't know if someone ever gets over getting divorced after 20 years and not working for a long period of time and regaining your ability to get back up on stage and do all of that so I I don't think that ever will get easier not for someone like me because I think my biggest problem in life is my heart is most probably too big. <laughs> you know, like I sometimes wish I could be a cow because I think it'd be so much easier to not feel so much. I wish I didn't feel everything for everyone. Like, I don't want to feel hurt. I don't want to feel worried about everyone I, I know and love. I don't want to constantly worry that something might have a negative effect like even doing chatting like with you today in the back of my mind is I hope I've said nothing that could cause anyone any hurt or upset I don't want to feel like you that haven't, by but, no. <laughs> but I um no, this is very much about you I don't I didn't want us to have a conversation that was trying to no because but you know you just naturally when you're that person you yes you you carry that yeah and you're a people pleaser you want to make people feel good yeah and I I think I'm I don't know I just uh I'm just really appreciative that I'm still standing and yeah. more than that more than that and also I can see even from you know I don't know you really well but I can see from my vantage point how protected you are by you know the fact that your boys and your mum are here I can see that you've got loads of people that are, they know that you're very open with your heart and they're probably there like oh yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) yeah far too open with my heart I mean I'm don't think I'm ever going to be able to have a boyfriend because first of all the 19 I mean the 16 year old is kind of like well they've got you know how they're going to get past me I'll never know (laughs) I mean 
hello when when I, I still sometimes I go how would you feel if I went on a date I don't even want to talk about it I'm like, oh, God, okay it's not looking positive for me oh, when it comes to love life like, but you know what you're allowed to be selfish with that yeah they don't get they don't get to dictate that they no, can tell I you know. to get more bananas they can't tell you not to go on dates I know still haven't been on a date lockdown is not helping me in the no. dating world I don't think there's a lot of dates happening right now I was thinking about that yeah well, people who just decided to move in and then suddenly it's like whoop oh god that's serious right you can't yeah. go anywhere or mm. people that thought it would be a good idea that you'd only be in lockdown for a few weeks yeah. and you'd be like oh why don't we just stay together yeah, six yeah. months Romantic. on you're still, <laughs> you're still in lockdown thinking I don't even know you that well <laughs> yeah exactly no I was very lucky in lockdown with the kids my mum and actually Lewis who works with me he had come down from up north and he was working down in, in London and I said to him look just stay with me till you get your find somewhere to stay and mm. you know you get the jobs and that that you you want coming in anyway lockdown happened so um it was actually really nice Aww. because there was a nice group of us that like sweet. basically every chair around this table was taken at real really times nice. and as you can see i'm quite a people person so um yeah i need i need people around me yeah no that's lovely i quite like the idea of that I'm not good on my own no me neither actually but i like i'm quite envious of your 10 minutes in the mm. morning up there i quite like that for myself i don't really yeah, get but you still got a young one so you don't <sighs> yeah. really get that i do not oh you years. mentioned your book what's your book is it an autobiography then no it's i mean it's based so i like asked me to do a book which i if i'm honest i didn't have any desire to ever do wasn't something like a passion of mine um I said I don't want to do an autobiography or anything like that and they said well what books do you love I said one of my favorite books is called what I know for sure by Oprah Winfrey and I often pick that up in the day and sometimes just read a couple of pages just to reground myself and to just re-establish where I'm at mm -hmm. and um they said well would you not be willing to do something like that I thought actually yeah because I feel like I could say things that could really help people oh that's lovely um so it's kind of like about experiences and maybe emotions and things I've gone through but what I've taken from them so what I know for sure is that you will overcome those because if I can you can too so mm. it's it's a bit for people that maybe are looking for some just some help along the way yeah well who isn't really yeah yeah so it's kind of a positive <laughs> yeah but i suppose talk about things that are quite personal but not in a way of an autobiography much more in a yeah like a collection of yeah it's called you've got this because i used to always say my mum would always say to me or i'd say to my mum if i was having a bad day she'd be like babe you've got this come on you've got this like, i've got this have i got this i don't think i've got this <laughs> Okay, I've got this. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been a really nice... It, it's been quite a cathartic. It's kind of was like writing the album all over again. Mm, that sounds lovely. And actually, I think there'll be a lot of people this year in particular that will be feeling like, let me take stock of where I'm at and what's important to me and what isn't because we've all been forced to stop and think. Yeah. And I think there will be things that change because of how we're living our lives at the moment that you yeah. don't want to change back. Exactly, and... Yeah. There was, and in the beginning, I wasn't sure what I was going to write about. And then it just all happened and it all just kept coming out. And there were so many points and so many ups and downs, personal, career, everything, where, you know, and it's not about anyone else. It's not a big spill. It's just about overcoming things that are tough. And mm. 
and also really appreciating all the great things mm. and it, it being okay about celebrating them as well. Yeah, well, I think I think it sounds like you've really given yourself a lot of space just to be your own person and be comfortable in your own company and your own thoughts. Yeah. And I say, again, I do think that there's a lot of people that never really get that chance that, that, that they never do that thing of stepping back for themselves yeah it's, it's actually a really powerful thing yeah and I think I think you're a lot stronger and more inspiring than you give yourself credit for actually. Mm. Oh, thank no, you well done thank you it's impressive so that was my conversation with Louise and don't you agree I think it takes genuine bravery actually to stand up and say I really want this for myself, even though you're being criticised. And I think she has given herself the space to be her own person and to find herself um, and, and have self-confidence and self-worth that's away from, you know, you obviously feel a lot of self-worth in your role as a, a mother, but but we need something. I mean, it's okay to be a little bit selfish, actually, um, especially if it's something that you know is like, it makes your soul sing when you're doing it. Um, so I'm, I'm really impressed with Louise. I think she's a lot tougher stronger than maybe she even gives herself credit for um and maybe that might inspire some of us to think if it's something that makes you happy and you know that when you go to bed at night you know that what you're doing you're good at it and it brings you joy then you know you just got to kind of accept the fact that some people are not going to understand your motivation but so long as you do it means you can sleep well at night you know there's always going to be someone to criticize what we're up to anyway it's so easy to judge and actually I remember even when I started this series, the Spinning Plate series, I said I was going to be interviewing working mothers about how they make it work. And somebody in the comments put, oh, I hope it's not, you know, all women that just say they're now teetotal and they don't do yoga every day and that's how they cope. Oh, couldn't stand that. And I really thought about that comment because I thought if you're someone that in order to feel good about yourself and keep some kind of sanity um, while you're raising your kids, has decided to give up alcohol and do really bendy exercise, I'm like, fair play to you. Uh, (laughs) I really think that. I'm like, whatever it is we're doing to cope and to feel good about ourselves and to feel strong, just, like, let's really not rip uh, shreds out of each other because we're all just finding our own way, actually. No judgment here. Uh, And if I've learned anything from these conversations, it's that is that you don't really know what's going on with people's lives unless you really stop to listen to what they say. We don't always do that. It's quite a judgmental society sometimes, even on Instagram life, you know? Anyway, I'm waffling on a little bit, but, but I do believe in this stuff. I think it's uh, we've got to be giving each other big thumbs up, really, rather than trying to work out where someone's doing a hack that we think is a bit naff or superficial or whatever. Yeah, God, I really am waffling. I'm boring myself. I'm going to go. <laughs> See you next week. Thanks so much again for your time. Thanks for all your feedback. Uh, a little fledgling pod- podcast like mine really appreciates it. So thank you very much. And I will see you next week. I haven't actually decided which order I'm going to release them in, which is why I'm not telling you who I'm going to do next week. I'm going to have a little think, but it will be someone that I think is fabulous, of course. All right, just like you. All right, let's love. See you soon. <laughs>